Well, hello and welcome to yet another episode of Gavin Grow. I am your host, Mary Beth Griffin, and today's episode, we're meeting the last of our academic deans, Dr. Joan Palladino, who is serving as the interim dean in the School of Professional Studies. But you've been here at WCSU for quite some time. I started yeah. here in the fall of 2004. Yeah. Um, and that was in the nursing department, right? That's correct. So this will be fun to uh, take your read on a dean's job from somebody who's <laughs> just recently started it, too. Um, I like to start off these conversations with just asking you to tell us a little bit about you and how you got here and, and what your background is and all those fun things. So, Well, my background is nursing, and I really feel like in some ways I've had two careers. I started nursing. Uh, I was an intensive care nurse for 21 years and never really thought of leaving the bedside. But one day I said, a friend of mine started talking about teaching. I think she was talking about nurse's aid. And I started looking into it, and I ended up getting a job um, teaching in New Haven, the LPNs, and I thoroughly loved it. I love my bedside nursing, too. Mm -hmm. And I felt that when I started loving teaching so much, I thought, maybe I should have done this sooner. But then I realized all those years at the bedside mm -hmm. made me the teacher professor I am now. But I knew pretty quickly that I was going to want to move on to the university because I loved it so much. <clears throat> so I finished my master's degree, and uh, I was very lucky to interview here and start in the fall of 2004, the same year I started my doctoral program. <laughs> We're a little different in nursing yeah. than other professions because we come in and we get the doctorate while we're still here. Right. So right. it was interesting. Yeah, that's quite a workload, too. So. Yeah. so this is my 39th year as a nurse. Wow. Even though I'm a professor and I'm here and mm -hmm. I've really grown. I love West Con. I've grown into the academic culture. Mm -hmm. That big piece of me is always a nurse. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things I think I found really fascinating about the whole nursing department in the, the time I've been here is because every one of you comes with that real-world experience. But, true. you know, you've you've walked the walk, and, and now you're talking the talk, having done both, and sometimes still doing both, too. So Most professors yeah. are doing both. Right. <clears throat> you know, a lot of us uh, carry certifications, and mm -hmm. we almost have to do both in order right. to keep those up. But I can tell you it makes us very credible with the students Yeah, when they know that we're not just up there lecturing. We're lecturing and can give stories of, oh, I worked this weekend and a trauma came in. You yeah. know, that means a lot to the students. Absolutely, because it's not theoretical. It's real. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Um, you know, I've, I've asked all the deans this question, too, and I guess I'll ask you, in your opinion, and I know, like I said, you've just right. <laughs> just started this, too, but... What's a dean? And you're right. Yeah. I am still finding that out. Yeah. Uh, when when they asked me, I, I was very honored by it. But yeah. when they asked me, I thought to myself, well, you've been chair of the nursing department now for six years. <clears throat> it's a busy department. Mm -hmm. It's big. It's busy. A lot mm -hmm. of wheels in the air. And <clears throat> you have to just, you know. But I thought, okay, it won't be so bad. The minute I stepped into the role, I could feel the difference. I don't know yeah. how to describe it. Um, I think, though, as I'm moving along and learning, I'm very lucky that I work with colleagues that I've worked with for years, yeah. and they've been very supportive and actually encouraged me to do it, so mm -hmm. that made coming into the role easier. Yeah. But what I'm looking at now is I think the role of the dean 
is to be a support. Mm-hmm. Well, first and foremost, a support. Uh, you have to, you know, support your faculty, support the school, uh, find resources. I'm a little bit more out of the classroom. I was as mm-hmm. a chair, so it's not like I was faculty. I was faculty and came into it, right. but I feel a little more removed from the actual students, although mm-hmm. one of the roles of the dean is to attend a lot of functions yeah. where students are at. So I always want to maintain that connection with students, but I think it's resources role and networking mm-hmm. with the community. The community has to know what your school's doing, what the needs are, um, what's bragging about your school. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in a good way, bragging. This is what right. we do. And that's one value of the School of Professional Studies because the types of majors we have are always engaging with the community. Right. So as a dean, I think that's important and to understand it. I'm lucky because school professional studies is nursing, which obviously I know, mm-hmm. um, health promotion studies, social work, and education. And three of them are really intertwined with the healthcare field, and right. I've worked with those professions. Education, um, I'm very close to education chair, but I've been learning. That's been my mm-hmm. learning curve, but it's a, been a very interesting one. Um, went through my very first accreditation visit mm-hmm. as a dean with the counseling program. Okay. So yeah. I think that's really the role of the dean is to, to be that pretty much head mm-hmm. of the school. And and then, of course, the other thing is put out fires and, yep. you yep. know, deal with student problems. But all along, I really think that for, first and foremost, you have to be a support to your school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, talking about the community relation things with the School of Professional Studies, almost all of our students are actually out in the community as part mm-hmm. of their curriculum. So, you know, we've got student teachers and HPX and social work have internships right. and, and nursing does their clinical stuff. It's mm-hmm. all out in the community. So that bonding and relationship with the community, I think, has to be very important to oh. what you do as a dean for this school in particular. Yes, it, it really, really is. And to to make sure that because our students' curriculum depends on those sites, mm-hmm. too. So keeping up that engagement. Yep. An example, we have probably anywhere between 180 to 200 undergraduates in nursing alone mm-hmm. out in a clinical setting every semester. Yeah. From their, you know, for three years they do right. this, and that's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. So it's always a, a give and take, you know. Right. So we always try to keep those community relations, and but we're very lucky because all of our programs are well respected. Mm-hmm. They hire our grads in all mm-hmm. the programs, and I think that says it right there mm-hmm. that our grads we they want to hire them. Yep, um, absolutely. Um, you know, in talking about the. You said something about troubleshooting for students and things. What things do students typically come to the dean about? Well, they can come for all sorts of things. Um, I'm pretty new at it. So uh, coming from the side of a chair Mm -hmm. who got a call from a dean, (laughs) who got a call from a student, uh, you know, difficulties with a class, grades, um, not being able to get in a certain section, Mm -hmm. Uh, most of the things like that, unhappy with a grade, unhappy. Basically, that is what I have seen mm-hmm. so far with students. 
Um, once in a while, and, and that's something you really got to work through with the department, mm-hmm. and that's going to happen. I have, an, I, have, I have experienced this as a chair, right. and I've you know, called on the dean for help. There are sometimes students in crisis, mm-hmm. and, and that's important to watch out for that, too. Yeah. In the nursing department, and actually in conversation with the education department recently, we're noticing a lot more students who are in crisis, mm-hmm. whether it be a housing crisis, yeah. you know, food crisis, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And we're trying to work out ways to try to reach out to the students and be proactive. Right. And uh, I think that's important to come from the dean and move all the way down through all the chairs mm-hmm. and faculty. Yeah. And I can tell you, actually, I, I had a conversation with social work about it, too. So we're all very mindful of this. And I think when it starts at the faculty level is when we can really, that's when the student might open up in a conversation. Yeah, because so. yeah, they've usually built that relationship with their yes. faculty. We hope they have. We've talked right. about that on some of our other podcasts, so yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping someone listened to that, too. Um uh, let me shift gears a little bit away from the actual dean job and have you talk to me just a little bit about the School of Professional Studies. And, you know, we've already mm-hmm. talked some about the majors that are in here, but what makes this a really special school? Well, I think in general, when you think of the name Professional Studies, we're all geared towards a certain profession. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we can do many things within those professions, like if you take nursing, right. you know, certain there's so many things in your career mm-hmm. you can do with it. One thing that's different about the School of Professional Studies is we're all accredited. Mm-hmm. Um, HPX was the last one now to come on board with national accreditation. But with that comes strict guidelines and standards to mm-hmm. meet. So our curriculum is based off those standards. Okay. And, you know, and really they we need the accreditations in order for our students to progress and, mm-hmm. you know, be successful. I think that's one big difference. Uh, nursing and even education now um, the students not only have to be prepared for what we teach them to go out, they have to pass a test in order, mm-hmm. to, in order yeah. to actually have their occupation, right. have their career. And so that kind of drives a lot of things mm-hmm. that we do within our curriculum also. And it's not a surprise that a lot of the programs are competitive, which is a little different right. than some of the other schools. I think... Um, I think nursing and actually education, social work, and HPX, I like the fact that they can take a lot of the arts and sciences and get to a well-rounded education. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important uh, to do. I know from the school professional studies, we work very closely with arts and science because a lot of those courses enhance right. our curriculum. Yeah. Actually, a lot of their courses are requirements mm-hmm. for us. So in that sense, um, I like that symbiotic relationship we mm-hmm. have with them. School professional studies, too, when you think about it, um, we're educating people who are going to go out and either some type of service to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, advocacy is big. And from the nursing end, but I do believe it's the other um, schools, too, because I'm kind of new, but mm-hmm. pretty much... of our graduates stay in Connecticut, and most are in the Danbury area servicing the Danbury area. And uh, I know for a fact that everybody tells me, I was just at Danbury Hospital and a Westcon student took care of me, you (laughs) know. So I I think that makes us, you know, a little bit special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Are there things that are going on in some of the departments, you know, in terms of activities or research or things? happening right now that 
you know, we'd want students to know about? Well, uh, in March, and we, we're really striving for a lot of um, interdisciplinary and collaborative type of education mm -hmm. within our school and also without of our outside of our school. So social work is a driver, but the other departments are on board. We have a poverty simulation. I took... I actually took part in it a few years ago. It's mm -hmm. very interesting. I don't know if you've ever heard of this before. I've heard when you did it, but I really, I have to say, I didn't pay much attention. It's so. pretty <laughs> massive undertaking, and everybody gets assigned roles. And some okay. people are clients, and some people are, um, uh, what do they say, um, like you might be the electric man who's going to come shoot, um, turn uh, off your electricity, mm -hmm. social services. And we're given roles. So I remember I was a social service person, and I, in my script it said, when this comes to your desk, you got to put your sign out for lunch. And it kind of shows what people of poverty go mm -hmm. through, just being shuffled from agency to agency. Yeah. And I have to tell you, in a few hours, it was pretty powerful. Yeah. And so pretty much all of our departments partake in that. And I believe social work is actually doing it, too, off campus um, oh, nice. for an agency. So I think that's very, you know, interesting, uh, you know, to do. Yeah. We're having a education day, education leadership, because we are the only school in Western U.S., which is different, that mm -hmm. has doctoral programs. Yep. We have a nursing doctoral program, and we have education. And they're going to be doing a big educational day, May 4th, where research is presented. Mm -hmm. Um, the Nursing Honor Society always every year has a research tea coming up in a few weeks where both students and faculty highlight their work. Oh, nice. It is. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, in the master's programs and in the doctoral program, we have a lot of research going on, dissertation work and thesis work. But even the undergraduates, we try to get them to do mm -hmm. projects that are we call evidence-based. Right. Evidence-based practice. Yeah. And that's key for nursing, but for really all the professions. Mm -hmm. It used to be, we used to say, oh, it's always been done that way. Let's keep doing it the same way. But we can't do that in any of the professions right. anymore. So yeah. evidence-based practice. I know we had um, Tom Philbrick and Sean Murthy in a couple of weeks ago to do a podcast and talking about the Western Research Day and, and opportunities mm -hmm. for research on campus. And so I... I know we mentioned some of the nursing because I had seen some of those at the research day presentation too. So I, I find it fascinating the work that some of our students are doing. You know, it, it's really fascinating what work our, our instructors are doing. But when you see the work that the students are doing on things, it's, it's fabulous. And boy, what an advantage it gives them, you know, going out into the world after this too. So. Because yeah. everything's based on research and mm -hmm. lifelong learning. Yep. And if they can take that away with the other curriculum that they've learned, I think that's so wonderful, actually. Absolutely. The other thing we have in the school that is definitely different is uh, nursing has simulation labs. Mm. Uh, they're, and we're very lucky that Western has supported us on those. But now what we're looking at, and the, the nursing department has really benefited from it, but we're starting to look at collaboration with there, too, with social work coming mm -hmm. in and doing some simulation. Uh, Gabe Lomas, who mm -hmm. is the uh, director of the counseling program, he's working with Mary Nielsen. Uh, she is the coordinator for the nurse practitioner program, and they're working on diff a whole intercollaborative day with simulation. Oh, nice. I believe it's coming up April 15th. 
Nice. So we're trying to bring that in. And we're also working with Reed Gunter mm-hmm. uh, for the mental health simulate mental health first aid days. Oh, cool! And many Good. of our nursing students are partaking in that. Yeah, there's just so much going on. I hope people pay attention and and get involved in things. Um, would you say that is there anything out there that you think people have misimpressions? I guess of of folks in professional studies and and how do you how do you transform those opinions? Hmm. I don't know if it's misconception, more as maybe not understanding mm-hmm. what we do. Uh, our students, uh, it's a rigorous schedule. I'm not saying other students don't have a rigorous schedule, mm-hmm. but you know they have to maintain their clinicals. Mm-hmm. You know, our nursery students are in the hospital at six thirty in the morning. Yep. So I mean, that's yep. very different. But so are our professors. If the yep. students are there at six thirty. They're there at five thirty. So we work. A little differently, like mm-hmm. a nursing professor or even a you know education. They're doing a lot on the outside. We don't just teach our classes and then we have labs. Yeah. So that's a little different how the actual school works and what it takes to put students out in the community. Mm-hmm. It's a little more difficult in the healthcare professions than, like, let's say, a student doing an internship in arts and science or business, they usually just have the internship and that's it and they can yeah. go. We have to make sure that they have all their health screening mm-hmm. done. And so they're doing, they're working with vulnerable populations. Yep. So, and the agencies are allowing us to have mm-hmm. them work with vulnerable yeah. populations. So they have yeah. their rules and regulations. So I think that possibly people don't understand exactly how much that impacts the workload. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I wonder if they really understand too. But I could say this with any healthcare profession: <laughs> like, what does like a nurse do? Mm-hmm. I don't think people understand that. Or what does it take to stand in front of the room and be a teacher yeah. or social worker? And now HPX is training people to go into things like occupational therapy. Mm-hmm. So, the general population doesn't understand those professions and what it takes. So it's hard for them to understand what the students are going through. Yeah. Sometimes if you, you know, haven't had that experience of being at the hospital or something, you just don't, you know, you don't appreciate a lot of the stuff that goes into getting ready to be that professional there with you. So, um, Oh, you were going to say something. I think sometimes the nursing students don't aren't aware. Yeah. yeah, I had the pleasure for many years of working with new grads, and many of them were ours. Everywhere I go, I run into one of our grads. Mm-hmm. And it happens most summers where I'll see them, and they'll say, "Oh my goodness, they thought school was so hard. Yeah. This, is, this is really hard." Now we get what you were saying, mm-hmm. but they never get it until they're out there. Right. Right. <laughs> but they have to also feel like they've been well prepared for it too. I think that's they the, do. That's the nice thing. I know we've had a lot of nursing students who have been on our RA or ARM staff over the years. And, you know, it's we know the work that they put in. But, boy, they're they're ready when they are done, you know. And not to brag, but because Connecticut's a small state and Mm -hmm. I'm very involved with nursing associations, I hear all the time Westcon grads are very prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things I was going to ask was, And I've asked some of the others this, too. Are there – your majors are very focused, I guess. But are there classes within those majors that people who aren't nursing majors or or social work majors 
could take that you think would be beneficial regardless of what your major is? I believe there are. I have to say in nursing, there's not too many nursing yeah. courses, uh, but like in social work does have some courses that are open to other students, gen eds. Um, they used to have a great writing course that people could take. Education, I'm not sure if there's any education courses, but yeah. certainly in health promotion studies, many of their courses can be taken outside the major, and they even have four minors, mm. which is very beneficial, right. you know, in holistic health, mm -hmm. community health, um, epidemiology, and those are things that biology majors, psychology, really any major, yeah. but particularly those, would, you know, benefit you, from. Yeah. So I think you, you we do have some, mm -hmm. but you're right. A lot of them are very focused. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, I think we're probably getting ready to kind of wind things down now, but as you're thinking about SPS students, um, what are two or three things you think they need to keep in mind to be successful students? They need to study. Mm -hmm. They need to understand that when they come to class, because pretty much every time they come into a class, it's, it's a new material. Mm -hmm. It's not like something they've probably had before. So come prepared. Do the reading. Uh, a lot of them f don't do that, and honestly, those are the ones that are not successful. Mm -hmm. um, have fun, too, though. Yeah. That's one thing I try to impress upon them, and it's going to be a lot of work mm -hmm. and a lot of hours of studying, but you have to have that break in between. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't retain. Mm -hmm. And go to your professor. I mean, it's going to be stressful, these can be stressful professions. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it requires you to speak to strangers in all, all of our yeah. internships and clinicals and just know you have the support. We expect you to know what you're doing, but mm -hmm. we're also there to support you. So I find stress can impede learning. Mm -hmm. So come to us and we'll find ways to deal with your stress. Yeah. And any advice for students who might be looking to come into these majors? or for their parents. <laughs> That's interesting yeah. you say that. You have to have a real interest in what mm -hmm. in the profession because pretty much all the courses are, you know, leading up to a certain mm -hmm. profession. You have to be comfortable with that profession and it has to be the student who wants it. Yeah. Particularly in nursing, a lot of parents have pushed it and the student has not wanted it, and they've come mm -hmm. to me and said, I really didn't want this. And it was kind of unfortunate because yeah. one thing about our, unfortunately, our curriculums is once you start in it to switch does add years or yeah. add, you know, to your college experience when you switch. And that could be okay in mm -hmm. some instances, but if you know coming in, I say to parents, really, you have to want to be a nurse. You have to right. want to be a social worker or a teacher. It's very stressful. And... If you want it, it could be a wonderful, wonderful experience. But if you don't enjoy it, one thing nice about our nursing program that some of the other baccalaureate programs in the state, they start in the junior year. Mm -hmm. So you have no nursing courses until your junior oh, wow. year. At Western, we start sophomore year. And while it has only happened a few times, there's a few students who started and said, wow, this isn't for me. Yeah. And they really thought it was. Yeah. But it wasn't too late for them to move on to right. something else. Yeah. So I say just, but 
you know, with our standards and our accreditation standards, just understand that it's, you know, a lot of studying. Mm -hmm. It can be strict, but it can be fun at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's going to wrap up things for us today. So thank you, Dr. Palladino, for being with us. I really appreciate, especially, like I said, you're you're new to this. So asking you to tell me all about being a dean is great. But I think you you bring such a, you know, good background to it that that it hopefully makes it a little easier for you. Well, I love Western. I've been at Western a long time, and that's made it easier. I know everybody. Yeah. So that has made this transition uh, a lot easier than it could have been. Um, One last thing. If students do need to find you for questions or things, where are you located? I'm right here in Whitehall, room 123, right down the hall from where I've been for nursing. Oh, great. And I've actually told a lot of people, please come see me because Mm -hmm. I always had an open-door policy. If I heard students talking in the outer office, I got up and walked out there. Yeah. So that's one thing I do miss. And yeah. so if anybody wants to come say hi, students. Anybody, <laughs> please do. Please do. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, if you have been listening in today and you have any questions that we didn't answer for you, um, you can always email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu, and I will work to get an answer for you. In the meantime... You know, listen to our Gab and Grow podcast on your favorite podcast station and tune in at any time because they're all up there and you know, will be for the rest of our lives. So <laughs> I think I think that's it. Um, tune in next time and bye for now. Bye bye. Thank you. <laughs>